I'm top 9% on Trihack and I don't even know how to open a terminal. I was really hesitant when we set up Discord. Tell me about sexism. <laughs> the GDPR stuff can be the bane of my existence sometimes. So welcome to this week's uh, Sock Tales BS, where we do a, a brief summary of some of the security news. We have had a little bit of a break because we covered off over Easter. And uh, also, I, I, there was something going on in London last weekend. I, I don't know. There was some big party or something. So we took a little bit of time out, but we are back. And for this week, we have a guest host. We have our own Queen Liz. We have Liz Pinder with us. Hello. Welcome to Socktails. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's an honour. An, an honour. The honour is mine. Of course, of course. So this is something that I'm hopefully going to do a bit more, have some guest hosts instead of just me chatting away about shit. We can have some other people involved. So there's a few things really that I, I wanted to kind of touch on. Actually, one of which is we've seen some stories come out, certainly over the past 24 hours, again, about some of the misogyny that we see within the infosec community and unfortunately this is something that doesn't seem to be changing so i saw something now i wasn't at rsa um I, I i don't have the job that sends me over to california so i was not rsa to see some of this but there have been reports of the booth babe style uh tactics from vendors now i was a bit wary about calling this one out because they are a competitor to the company that i work for <clears throat> however i still mention crowdstrike and the fact that at one of their parties at rsa they had very scantily clad women dressed as cats walking around on all fours now i remember 20 years ago i was at infosec and the, one of the stands i was on they had playboy models there and we knew it was wrong then that was 20 years ago we've seen over the past couple of weeks there was uh, amy i don't know if you've, you've listened to, to episode one of the podcast i know you have liz but amy called something out at a, at a recent event and uh there was a comment made to her she's put in a complaint my understanding is that that particular person has lost their job based off off the back of that um and i saw something yesterday as well there was a, an ex-colleague of mine put something onto linkedin to say that they're really proud of the wife uh, the work that their wife has done she's very very senior at google and yet when she goes into meetings she keeps getting asked if she happens to work for marketing um so there's still this this attitude and this viewpoint that we that is really really unacceptable as it happens it's a complete coincidence that i've asked you to be on the podcast as part of this no but no it's a good topic in, right? interesting interesting to know what your thoughts are on, yeah. on that as well actually yeah i mean it's a it's a i know a topic that i unfortunately um know quite a bit about um i mean in my in my experience um, I've had more positives in the industry than negatives. It's just kind of the negatives do stick out quite a bit. Um, but yeah, when you, I mean, when you told me about this story this morning, it was just kind of like, what, you, you know, unfortunately you see a lot of these things in um, different sort of like entertainment conferences. But what is the aim of having that cyber security conference like what was the thinking around that like, it, it just seems so 
sixties and seventies. It seems so back in the day. We we have some extremely talented, phenomenal women within the industry, um, and to be, I mean, it's it's bad enough to have the that kind of booth babe thing that, that we were kind of talking about. You get yeah. somebody to put on a stand on Infosec, and yeah. then they're, they're not technical. They they're just there. I'm, it's always very difficult to try and word this correctly, but they're effectively there they're to look pretty. Yeah, they're there yes. to be uh, it, That's bad enough. Yeah. But to allegedly, because I wasn't at RSA, allegedly yeah. have people in skin-tight leotards dressed as cats crawling around on all fours just seems to be, I was going to say one step further, it's ten steps. Yeah. It's it's further from unacceptable. It's in, it's incredible that it's still going on. It is crazy, and it's not just the kind of like objectifying women as as well as what message does this send to young women, girls wanting to get into absolutely. You know, yeah. that's where it's well known that there are it's a male dominated industry, and um the, you know. It, does stem from the fact that young girls can't really identify themselves in the industry and therefore think, you know, it's not attainable for them. So that's definitely how I felt. And I'm involved, I used to be involved in quite a lot of girls' days, so getting girls into cyber. I was part of um, Empowering Women, which is um, like a network of women um, in cybersecurity in the industry. And it is, we're all in kind of agreement that is, you know, at a young age. So what what message is that sending? You've got a, a room with majority are men and then with a few women, t- technical women in there. And then you've got the other women in the room on all fours <laughs> rolling around. It's it just insane. It, it's mad. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. I'm trying to find there was a, <clears throat> a tweet or something with on, on LinkedIn here, so um, there was a, a CEO, and she was at RSA, and this is where I got some of this information from. But some of the things that she was asked as she was on the stand, this is the CEO and co-founder of this particular company. She was said she was asked if she was single. She was told that the company was lucky to have a girl like you to draw people in. Um, she was told that she has sex appeal, and she was there was a, the last thing she said is. Somebody came up to her and said, scan my badge, you're so cute. Your little dress is so cute. This is, it's cringeworthy, me just reading that out, let alone somebody genuinely thinking that this is, that that this is acceptable. Um, At one conference as well, like, I mean, I've been to a conference that recently was, I, I experienced nothing like that personally. And, it, and I had a great time and people approached me and didn't treat me any different from um, the guys on the stand and listened to my point of view. However, I have been at conferences where you're just kind of ignored. Yeah. You know, standing there, you have something to say. I've been on um, in booths where, you know, I am the cyber threat intelligence expert, but I'm not even looked at, even though I'm standing right there, you know. And looked at this kind of, and the, the the banter isn't shared with you. If there's any banter as well, if there's yeah. like a banter, you were just 
completely ignored. Like I was just completely ignored. So I have experienced it. And I don't know whether it's because I am a woman or because I do look quite young. You know, I've been made comments in the past where um, to colleagues, and this was recent, this was last year, where the partner I'm going to a customer customer meeting with was, quote, worried about me being in the room with the customer because I was so young. Wow. I'm 29. (laughs) (laughs) I've worked in a sock for like four years (laughs) you know like and then the cut one of the customers themselves was about my age who was and was male who was about my age so I've experienced it it's crazy that it's still going on um but so we really need to start setting those examples and I think it's I think it's really good to talk about I know I know they are a competitor and this is a completely independent point of view. But it's really good that these things are talked about and are brought up so yeah. that they can you know, be avoided in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say, if we see the same thing from Paolo, I will absolutely call it out. because Oh, yeah, it's, 100%. It, it's it's yeah. genuinely, it, it is not, not acceptable. Anyway, look, we'll, we'll move on. We'll move we've, on, uh, yeah. we've, we've, we've done that one a little bit. <laughs> so, look, we'll, we'll, we'll move on for, for now. So one of the... Um, one of the other stories we were we were talking about actually just before we we started recording was um, some of the ransomware breaches. Now we see this every every week, right? It's it's not necessarily a big a big deal, but there's a couple of these actually that I think we just kind of wanted to point point out as part of the the, the BS episode. And you've certainly seen one. I think it was with ABB. Yeah, ABB. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a tech company um, in the US. I think it's like engineering manufacturing company in the US that was targeted um, by ransomware. I think it was Blackbuster ransomware that's been linked with Fin7. So, okay. yeah, as you said, we're seeing this all the time. Ransomware is nothing new. But I think it's a really interesting topic to bring up because I was saying just before we got on this podcast that I used to work in cyber threat intelligence and quite often we'd be asked about you know the threat landscape and what is the threat landscape this month you know let alone the year and in terms of that initial access I don't think personally anything's really changed you know the kind of like methodology post initial access if you go further down the attack chain has you know changed slightly but but I don't think the land threat landscape has really changed that much, which is really interesting because why then why is it still happening? Mm-hmm. You know, why are we getting breaches, attacks, big attacks? Tools, techniques, it, yeah. similar similar kind of thing. These things work. Yeah. Right? We're, there might be some slight nuances. Things change. Yes, there might be some zero days that people get hit with, but a lot of the, the, the tactics and the, and the theory, I think, are going to be the same. And that's 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 proven it you know from a what do they use from a c2 perspective probably cobalt or something on those kind of lines. there we go so yeah it's um we we've seen a lot more with havoc i think but yeah again it's um it's going to be the uh the the similar kind of kind of tactics in there as well so it's not really a surprise that we we see that um and i think from 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 the other side i mean there was something else that i was going to mention just just briefly it'll be the last thing we, we we mentioned actually on the on the pod as we do like to keep this brief of course for socktails but yes but um the one of the roles that i had previously was working specifically with law firms here in in the uk 
and, and and some from a global perspective as well. But we saw something yesterday actually was released. Um, Troy Hunt put it on on his blog that there was a, a law firm in Australia that got hit. Okay, that in itself is not necessarily uh, surprising or necessary to talk about. But what I did want to mention is the fact that they apparently took four terabytes of data. Pretty insane. Which is insane. It's absolutely yeah. insane. Just think about how much data that is. That's going to be all their internal stuff. Apparently, there was information regarding clients. And, and I, I, I dread to think how much information that is, what the impact of that could be. I don't have a huge amount of details on, on exactly what's happened. I'll have to do some do some digging, um, see if we can maybe pick something up for, for next week's episode. But the exfiltration of four terabytes of data. I mean, that's that, 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 does, that doesn't happen in ten minutes. So, how you know how long were they in the environment for? What was we? There's all these questions about you know what was that dwell time? We talk a lot about that from a threat intel perspective. Mm-hmm. What was the dwell time? How long we were there? What was the lateral movement? What were they doing? Um, how did they get four terabytes of data? I still can't quite believe that amount of data has has come out, and you know I don't know how much of that is going to be is going to be shit. How much of that is going to be, you know, really serious kind of data that they've got a part of that? Yeah. But, um, yeah, quite yeah, so. it's interesting. I I find I find those specific targets like law firms just so interesting in terms of like the motivation the you know, attacker's motivation behind targeting law firms and and how I think it's only recently where, you know, we've seen a lot more law firms become a lot more serious about um, cybersecurity because, you know, they are a huge target, a massive target. And, yeah. But yet yeah, they're probably one of the least mature in terms of uh, cybersecurity. At, at times, <laughs> yeah, quite quite possibly. I think there is often the thought of, uh, and I've, I've mentioned this in a couple of other, other pods as well, a lot of the time customers are not, or, or companies rather, I'm sorry, I'm still in sales mode. I know, we do. <laughs> companies, companies are not necessarily specifically targeted. There's going to be the low-hanging fruit, the cliches, the opportunistic yeah. kind of hacks, the, 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 the scattergun approach and, and kind of see what, what, what they get. And we've we've seen that so many times. And we've seen it really where, Ransomware groups are not happy with their affiliates because, I mean, we saw something recently actually with um, there was a, a children's hospital I think that got hit by the, by one of the affiliates and the and the the ransomware group actually said no we don't agree with this here's the decryption key and we've we've binned them off our affiliates program but I think it's quite rare that that companies are specifically targeted yes it does happen yeah. and it yeah. depends on the sector but I think law firms are probably one of those. That are kind of in a little bit between, mm, um, yeah. where there is going to be a huge amount of data there that that could be potentially um, potentially valuable and, and a potential target. Um, and they're not the first law firm to be hit by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> There's so many out there. So there we go. Look, Liz, thank you very much for being co-host. Um, I, I'm hoping it's not going to be the last time. It'd be great to. To, to get you back on uh, and go through some of this but um, uh, yeah thank you very much f- for uh, for being on and thank you very much for listening to Soft Tales BS Bye.